What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we take you through the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From NXT to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspective, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in the world of wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. Alright, let's get to it. Episode number 26. I'm going home. Wrestling sucks this week. Oh, wow. Okay, and I will see you next week. <laughs> no, I'm back. Of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. Are your hosts? I literally might actually put that in the end of the episode, too. <laughs> Wrestling sucks. I'm going home. We'll see you next week. Anyway, so got a little bit to discuss this week about how bad wrestling has been. and At least for WWE. At least, and for some, how good some of it has been. Uh, not in the WWE, of course, uh, because what else is new? Uh, so we'll talk WWE. We'll get to Raw and SmackDown a little bit later. We'll discuss the new wild card rule. My God. Uh, we are going to touch I'm on... I'm a genius! <laughs> we're going to touch on All Elite Wrestling two weeks away from Double or Nothing. Um, they are building momentum. They're building it fast. And really, with the plunge with WWE, and we're going to start right there, they're gaining momentum to that debut show in two weeks. You, th- you would think that with... People getting really excited for Double or Nothing. Like, really like, excited. Super excited. Like, I am way more excited for Double or Nothing than I am for Money in the Bank. Of course. And, you know, not that there aren't any matches that I'm looking not looking forward to, because Rollins and AJ is going to be great. Right, it's going to be a good pay-per-view. It's going to be a good pay-per-view, but AEW have been building this since January, pretty much, since the, the new year. You can honestly say before that. You you can honestly say this has been working since September second, right after All In. Yeah, I mean, whenever the the rumors of those trademarks came in, I mean, we'll get to AEW a little bit later. But right. you, but again, you. But your point you, exactly. My point is, you you would think that WWE would be like, damn, their show's coming up fast. We got to come up with something. But the crazy thing is, and I said this to you off mic, is that. Vince McMahon probably thinks that this is a great idea because he even said on Raw, I'm a genius. Yep. And he's probably thought to himself when he wrote that down, I'm a genius. This is how we're going to save everything. This is how we're going to save the ratings. And the funniest part is, too, AJ spoke for the entire WWE Universe, came out on Raw and said, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Literally. He spoke for all of us. What the and hell are you doing? And then when he tried to explain AJ the rule, AJ just had like the dumb look on his face going, I work for you? <laughs> <laughs> but the, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the ratings have been so poor in WWE recently. Fox has reportedly come down on, on Vince saying that you need 3 million viewers on SmackDown or the partnership is canceled come October, this, this, that. So the WWE has a little bit of pressure on them. So the solution... The solution is... Wild card rule. So what the wild card rule is, Vince is going to allow three and sometimes more superstars Four, to jump five, six, I don't know. To jump from each show each week. So for example, this past week on Raw, we had Roman Reigns, we had Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Lars Sullivan, and Elias. And Elias. That's five. He said five. At the beginning of the show it'd be three. three. And then it was five, so we can't even get math right. Um, so we had five superstars from SmackDown jump to Raw. The next night, I think four or five well, from it Raw jumped to SmackDown. Well, it was um, AJ, Sami Zayn. The Usos. The Usos. So it's four. Well, I guess you can count attack him. You could count him as one, I guess. But I, I think for SmackDown that they it was just them. And no, I think no, no. Samoa Joe's promo was on Raw. My apologies. Yeah. Um. Oh, great. They're getting Ray's son involved. We'll get to that too. Uh. But anyway, so 
I'm not a fan of this. I know you're not a fan no, of this. No, this is garbage. And I literally said this to you off mic too. I said normally when WWE puts out horrible programming and a horrible product, when it's time for Vince McMahon to put his foot on the gas, he normally comes in clutch and does it. All Elite Wrestling Double or Nothing is in two weeks. Could be the biggest show of 2019, period. At least the yeah. most anticipated as of right now. Oh, yeah, it could. And he hasn't done it yet. It's amazing because, you know, they haven't had a show. They've been promoting it. They've been using social media to their full advantage with Road to Double or Nothing and being the elite and everything that's going on. It's like these guys don't have a TV show and people are already excited for their show and they're captivated by it. Whereas the WWE have a week like two weekly programmings on regular television cable television and it's so first and second hard longest rated television programs ever I, i'm just like we gotta go through raw first just of how awful it is i want to get this out of the way with raw the way it was that whole segment with vince in the ring was like 25 minutes long right at least you know you had a uh, roman reigns drew mcintyre uh, Murray match from WrestleMania, which no one really wanted to see. They had Brian and Kofi main event on Raw, which honestly that was a really good match. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I think the one thing that's really to look at here is that they really are pushing Kofi as a fighting champion, and yes. they're making him look really good. Well, he defended and the belt twice last week, and now mm-hmm. he's got to defend it um, next week at Money in the Bank against Kevin Owens. Yeah, but but, but again, I, I'm really because because just a little bit. With those post-Mania shows, with the shake-up and, and the SmackDown after Mania, maybe not the SmackDown after Mania, but the two weeks after Mania, again, Kofi was kind of losing steam, Becky was kind of losing steam. I think the one thing that actually made me more excited for them as champions was this episode of Raw, and that's the only good thing about it. Right. That's pretty much the only good thing. Like, they're trying to legitimize Kofi Kingston as a champion. No, and that's good, because... they really haven't had an opportunity since WrestleMania to do it, and that's not necessarily, you know, one or the other's fault. It's just the opportunity really wasn't there. They found it on Raw. Yeah. At least for Kofi's sake. Him and Brian had a great match later on the night. Um, He puts... Vince, you know... AJ and Seth are ready to go right there, right now. They're taking their shirts off. They're ready to fight. And like, no, 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 no. You're going to team together. (laughs) And Seth's like, I'm not going to team with him. He's like, yes, you are. You're going to have a tag team match right now. I'm like, yeah, of course. So they do that. Uh, Lashley and Corbin come down because, of course, they're still teaming together. Because what happens when Brock Lesnar doesn't show up on Raw? Well, well he, event, he, didn't, but, he didn't main event. But he was still an important figure on the show. Yeah, well, again, I don't understand why Corbin is being positioned as the top heel. And that's the... I'm going to record a, that, record a next, soundbite of you saying that, going, when Brock Lesnar's on on Raw, Baron Corbin <laughs> is important on they, Raw. They are... And apparently that's the next rumored opponent for the Universal Championship. Which, uh, okay. which I don't know if it's going to be Seth. They didn't. Sp- I don't know if I think it was like a Wrestling Inc. dot com or or as a Wrestling Observer. Well, that doesn't that's surprise r- me. He's r- next in line. R- rumor. Um, but they didn't spe- specify who would be the champion. They just said that like Corbin would be next in well, line. Well, that's the thing too with that match coming up is it's it's not that it's a toss up, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. Like it, like so, right now, my pick would be Seth, but AJ walks out with a championship. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh my god, no, I'm shocked." That gives it more reason to continue. Yes. But anyway, during the towards the end of the match, uh, AJ was going for phenomenal forearm to Corbin. Corbin moves out of the way, and AJ hits Seth. You saw the look on his face, and he's like, "Ah, oh, damn!" And he, he, like it was an accident, but then he just kind of leaves the ring and walks off. Right. So, and Seth was pissed, and then he gets uh, Corbin and Lashley pick up the win with Corbin hitting the end of days on Rollins. Excuse me. Which, um, if this led to an AJ Styles heel turn, I wouldn't mind it. Well, that was what I was going to ask you. Do you see this more as a possible heel turn in the mix, or do you think this is just friction between two faces? I think it's. More friction and maybe give AJ a little more edge. Not that AJ's getting stale in any way, but a heel turn or more of an edge to his character would definitely for keep, AJ, you keep say. yeah for AJ to keep him fresh to keep him right. um, you know entertaining and not that AJ show it, new characters again not that AJ's not entertaining or that he's not incredible in the ring because he is one of the best right. arguably the best wrestler in the world. Um, Rollins too. It's just. I think it would add more interest into the feud and it would be able it would give a reason to build the feud to potentially end at maybe SummerSlam. Mm. Maybe. Well, Extre- when Extreme Rules the late uh, the earliest it would right. end. Because when you look at a type of 
character about AJ Styles too. When you look at his years in the WWE, I thought honestly his best run was the 2016 heel run in the 2017. I thought his character was off the charts there. I think if they think, can replicate that in 2019, I think I, there are good things I on think for him. AJ had his run his obviously because he's doing the best work of his career now. Yes, which is incredible. He's in his early 40s and he's doing the best work of his career now because he can still move like the younger guys, guys like like Rollins and Gargano and Cole, but he's got the wisdom of someone like Shawn Michaels or Kurt Angle or the Undertaker of the years of experience in the business, all wrapped into one. Right, and that's why again you can truly argue that AJ is the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Like. There's there's no question about that that he's obviously one of the best, but um, yeah, I mean I think a, an edge or a heel turn for AJ I wouldn't mind it I would I would be I'd be into it and his best run for me probably would be like when he debuted to when he beat Ambrose for the title and then he all the way up till when he won the title and then dropped it back to Brian like that was like a solid two 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 and a half years and he, it's amazing incredible work. Right. But moving on with the show. So th- that happened with Rollins and AJ. What happened next, right after, I, was it Lacey Evans, like, uh, was it her match? Or was Something it? like that. Is either that or Sami Zayn getting thrown into a dumpster by Baron Corbin. Okay, now I got a problem with that, too. Okay, uh, you, you and me were saying last week that, I, as of right now, he's the best heel on the roster. He's with my, what, yeah, he's with my, what he's saying to the crowd and how he's yeah. getting over as a heel, this, this, it's that. It's very simple stuff, but again, the way Sami Zayn delivers it, it's, it's so good. Right, like because it's one of those examples where you don't need to overdo it. Just go out there and be you, and that's mm-hmm. what he's doing, and it's and, and it's working. So how does Vince respond to that? He gets Braun Strowman to throw him in a dumpster. Seriously? Which he was back the next night on SmackDown, so it's a good thing he's not dead. Right, it's a good thing he's not dead, and he competed for the WWE title the next night, so I, I guess there's something there. I, I don't know. Like, Sami Zayn, I'm worried for this because both him and Strowman are kind of guys who. Well, Sami just came back, and he really needs his, you know, momentum, even though momentum really isn't really a thing. In WWE, I was gonna say. You, like, I hope I'm you're not gonna say in pro wrestling, like, <laughs> like unless like you're in NXT or outside of it. Like momentum means means right. you know Jack. So Strowman comes out and pretty much throws him into a dumpster. And Strowman's a guy who's had like hit or hit or miss, had a hit or miss run in the main roster. And rumors of him being kind of his own worst enemy as to why Vince won't really uh, give him the ball and let him roll with it. Because, like, at one point he was just like, the most over guy on Raw, and I just don't... But now we kind of know why he wasn't really given the Universal Championship and how he's kind of made to look foolish. Right. Um, so I am worried about this. I'm worried that they will derail Sammy's momentum to help Braun get over. Most likely. Um, but the thing is with Sammy's thing as a heel, um, heels can kind of get away with, with losing and still doing the same thing over and over again. They can kind of get away with it. So, I am, but I am worried about it a little bit. I, I hope I hope you're right because, like you said, I have the same concerns. When I saw him get thrown into a dumpster, I was like, what was the point of the last three weeks? Now, I was the one saying, you know, he's going after the fans, this, this, that. You're going to need somebody to come up and stand up for the fans. I didn't mean Braun Strowman. <laughs> I would have actually liked it if Ricochet came out. You see, that would have been a good rivalry. Like, you know what? These are the people that are the reason that we're here. Sami Zayn, cheap shots and whatever. You have a good couple-month rivalry between the two. And Mm -hmm. you look at the two, very similar in the ring. They can both fly outside the ring. They're both fast. They're both knowledgeable. It would be a good rivalry. We've seen Braun and Sami before. It was okay in 2017 just because it was the underdog story. I liked that story better than I liked this one because because Braun was the monster heel and Sammy was the underdog babyface. Who was over on Raw. Oh, yeah. I loved that. I was was worried about it then for Sammy. I'm worried about it now again. But the thing is, looking back at it now, that was actually a really great program and great feud that they had. Especially the match that they had at Fastlane where you have to last 10 minutes with Braun and he did. Mm -hmm. Sort of thing. And it's like Mick Foley was trying to throw in a towel. He threw the towel into the crowd and said, I'm not quitting. That that story was good. I thought that was roadblock. End of the line. It was roadblock. (laughs) End of the line. Anyway. But um, But that was was really good for both guys. That was a good story. That was really good. This one, I don't see a good ending for maybe either either of them. No, I really don't. For Um, Braun, I find this to be pointless. And Sami Zayn, I think this is just another burial. I hope I'm wrong. And if Sami Zayn comes out of this a loser, which he's going to, 
I do hope there is something after that for him, but I don't see it. So one thing that I think um, one of the things that happened afterwards, uh, speaking of Ricochet, we had a Ricochet-Robert Roode rematch. And if Ricochet lost, he would lose his position in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which I was all for this. If if Ro- if he, Robert Roode like cheated to beat Ricochet, and then Ricochet shows up in the ladder match anyway to like you know steal Robert to make sure just you know steal a victory from him, that'd be good. But at the same time, I would get really bummed out that Ricochet's not in the ladder match. Right. But like I say a lot, real heel heat. People would be legitimately mad that Ricochet would not be in the match. And he could come in. He could, like, honestly, Rude could be going, if he was in the match, he could climb up the ladder. Ricochet could knock him down. He could do some some amazing spots in just maybe like 10 minutes. He doesn't have to get involved. And then him and Rude can brawl to the back or something. Right. And leave for someone else to go in to uh, win the match. But I guess they're going to kind of kind of do that with, I'm assuming, with Zane and Strowman now. Because I assume I assume Strowman's gonna climb up the ladder and then Zayn's gonna get involved and there's gonna be something and right. then Braun's probably gonna do something stupid and go after Sammy instead of going after the briefcase. Right. Um. So with that, I'm just like, and that's fifty-fifty booking, and fifty-fifty booking doesn't get anybody over. It's just it's just ridiculous. Right. I didn't like that at all. Um. Because I, because again, I don't see a point for Corbin to be in this match or uh, really Strowman. But now he's feuding with Sammy, so there it is. Because I would really, I, I just really would have loved it for, for Rude and Ricochet to both be in this match because after Money in the Bank, even if neither one of them wins the briefcase, they still have something to do after the pay-per-view. Right. They still have those two to work with each other and Ricochet is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Robert Rude is more of a... He's he's really good in the ring. He's not like someone like Ricochet. Not that it's a bad thing, but just the his character. His character, he knows how to perform in the ring. And I was... At first, I was like, oh, they changed it Robert Roode. But he was Robert Roode in TNA for a while. But I really like that they're actually letting him be him. This yep. is kind of the, the, this the, is the, Bob, NXT, Bobby the, the NXT Bobby Roode that we saw. We're kind of we're, get, we're getting shades of that. Yep. I would actually love to see him come out more uh, wearing suits. Yeah. Um, and just keep the robes to, uh, I guess, for his matches. Right. But we'll see about that. We'll see how that goes. Because like you said, the NXT Bobby Roode, I thought that character was maybe one of, if not the best ones he's ever had. But it's one of those things, too, where it's like, I mean... You look at that NXT character, like you said, the suits, the robes, things of that nature. And, again, I mean, if they let him continue to do that, I really think you have something there. I'm all for it. The, the women's um, segment was actually pretty, not bad. It was pretty good. Um, Lacey, they're really getting over Lacey Evans' finisher of just the woman's right with just a knockout punch. Like, they can come from anywhere. Like, it, it literally came out of nowhere and knocked out the jobber, and then she won. Yeah. And then Becky came out and they brawled. Again. So, so they're doing a with that aspect. They're they're actually doing a pretty good job getting me invested in that feud. Yeah. The past two weeks they've done a good job with that. Um, but maybe like there, there's always one segment of every year in WWE where they just go that that's that is has to be the worst segment of the year. It was old day with the club. It was Bailey. This is your life with Alexa Bliss. And the Uso. What the hell are you doing with the Usos? Isn't it what amazing? What the hell are you doing? Isn't it amazing how Superstar Shakeup can actually ruin somebody? I'm, I'm just. My rant that I was going to have about War Raiders, Viking Experience, Viking Raiders, this is it right now. So strap yourself in, kids. Get some popcorn. Kids. Get some, get some whiskey. Get some beer. Get some soda if you don't drink. Listen to me. These are two of the best tag teams in the world. Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder of the Revival, and Jimmy and Jay of the Usos. I said that if the Usos went to Raw, if the Revival went to SmackDown, like, I am completely invested in that. And when I saw they're jump-starting this too, like Rollins and AJ, they can build this, see how they work together, and then later on they can do a tag title program with the both of them. The Usos went from really cool, badass dudes 
just dominating the tag division, having these incredible matches with the Bar and with the New Day. You know, they had a, a really good match with the Hardys when they dropped the tag titles on uh, the SmackDown after Mania. Like, they were, they arguably are the best tag team in WWE, and they are arguably the best tag team in the world. They're for sure up there. And you just you get two of the best tag teams in the world with the Usos and the Revival? Writes itself. Writes itself. They went from these badass dudes to these juvenile delinquent pranksters. Where they put Usi Hot in Dash and Wilder's, uh, Dash and Dawson's trunks. It's going to be hitting about three, two, one. Ah, it's so hot. Oh my God. Ah. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? This should be about who's the better tag team, about who's the best tag team in the world. The story writes itself. Why are you... I mean, on SmackDown, they looked, they felt like the Usos again. They felt like the Usos when they had their tag match with Brian and Rowan. On Raw, they're just like... It's, they're a bunch of teenagers playing pranks. And like, Dash and Dawson are like the uncool kids who they want to play pranks on. I, I, can someone answer... Ask me what the hell's going on? I mean, I can't answer it for you. I mean, I'm going to post that later. I'm thinking like a producer right now. Anyway, uh, but I agree with you. I mean, it... it like, Vince it, thinks this is actually good. My big thing, my big issue with this is, too... Don't get my blood pressure up. i got to calm down. My big issue, like you said, too, is like when we realized the Usos were going to be on Raw with the Revival, that wrote itself. Obviously, the tag titles weren't in the picture just yet. We can get to that point. That's great. We can get there for SummerSlam. We can get there... Yeah, because the Hardys and, Edge, Hardys and Edge did that back in the day. Right. My big, my biggest issue too. Again, like when you have these, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, Hardy's Edge and Christian. Sorry, I forgot yeah, about Christian. When you get, I when you get, arguably the two top tag teams on the same brand, mm-hmm. you do something with that, and most of the time you do something right away. And to Vince's credit, he is doing something. He's not doing the right thing. He's doing a god awful. He's doing a god awful. He's thing. hurting both of them. Oh, absolutely. But, the Revival, they've been getting buried ever since they lost the tag titles uh, at Mania. They've been getting buried before that. Well, they were getting buried before that. They gave that. them the You're tag right. titles so they wouldn't go, they wouldn't go to AEW. Right. Absolutely. They've been burying the Uso since the minute they came over in the shakeup. Like you said, one of the only good things about the wildcard rules is some of them, when they move back, are getting their characters back. The Usos are one of those tag teams. They move back to SmackDown to have the match with Brian and Rowan, and they actually look like the Usos again. The badass Usos yes. took over the SmackDown tag division. L- literally, and I can remember this too, when they had the draft in 2016 and the Usos went over his faces, they were nothing. They turned heel. They mm-hmm. were the, they were the talk of the tag division. Oh my god! From from there to now, they go to Raw and like you said, they're teenagers playing pranks. I I don't understand. You know, we talk about how Vince doesn't watch NXT. This is that. Does he watch his own programming? Because clearly not. Because you have a team like the Usos, badass team on SmackDown. They move to Raw and they're a bunch of teenagers playing pranks with maybe the other best tag team in WWE. And you're not capitalizing on that rivalry instead of just playing pranks. I don't get it you have a lot of great tag teams in the wwe right a lot you've got the usos the revival you know or viking raiders whatever you want to call them you got uh gallows and anderson you got you had the bar fortunately oh yeah no cesaro for the past two weeks yeah where's cesaro been uh he's gonna be released <laughs> why couldn't have he why couldn't have he been the money thing ladder match yeah could have done something with him. Because like, clearly he's going to be... He's a heel, from what I saw. He's supposed to be a heel. He he beat Cedric Alexander in a pretty good match. Like, again, that is another guy who has all the look in the world, all the talent in the world you could possibly ask for. And it could just be a matter of, there's a lot going on right now, so maybe they can't fit Cesaro in, but they wanted to get Cesaro in at some point for the shakeup part two, part three, whatever. Part eight. <laughs> so... But again, Shake like up wild card rule. Cesaro in, in, a, in, a ma- in a ladder match? Put him in. Yeah. Put him in. Like, replace him with Corbin. Replace you, a woman with Corbin. Honestly, when you look at a guy like Cesaro... Replace you, Becky Lynch or Charlotte with Corbin. Sorry, I can't been, stand him. Cesaro's been in Money in the Bank ladder matches before. He's been in ladder matches before. He's done some good things in ladder matches. Yeah, remember remember when him and Swagger were still teaming together? and yeah. And he was standing on top of Swagger to try and get the briefcase? Yeah. I think that was an underrated team, those two. 
They were. They, they were didn't do anything with them, but it was a very underrated team. But again, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, what they're doing on Raw with these two is just, it's despicable. And honestly, when you got two of the best tag teams on the same brand, you do something with it. And the fact that all Vince is doing right now is, oh, who can outprank the other? And really, all it is is the Usos just pranking the, uh, the revival. It's embarrassing. And honestly, you know, and they, and he wonders, oh, why are the ratings so low because of crap like this? I know. I mean, I was a little concerned about, you know, them laughing and when they were shaving each other's backs. I'm just like, okay, that's a little weird. This was just, this was just, this was just god awful. I wonder what they're going to do next Monday. I really, really wonder and I hope. I mean, the, I mean, the tag champions on Raw, Hawkins and Ryder. We saw them in the titles at, at, at Mania. Big pop uh, on big, the pre-show. Big, big pop, huge pop. I mean, I was, I got so excited. You called the finish. I was like... Yeah, roll up on Dawson from from Hawkins. One, two, three, and I'm street, like, CJ, street, that's not what roll street, up on Dawson. One, street, two, ah. Street, street, streak is over. Like that was great. It was a great WrestleMania moment. Yeah, I mean, and for that, that's never gonna go away. And I'm happy for those two. I've, I've always think, thought they were a great tag team, but obviously the the, Raider, the the War Raiders are gonna take the title. Of course, it's just a, it's matter, just a matter of time. Probably maybe it might a matter of days. And maybe money in the bank. Yeah. And another thing, Samoa Joe. So Ray Ray Mysterio was gonna go into his private dressing room or whatever, and he asked Dominic to get him like you know a soda or a water or a Gatorade or something. And he's like, oh, and he's and he goes to get him a drink, and then you just see Samoa Joe. Yeah. Like. I love like Joe. Walking right behind him, stalking him down. I'm like, oh, something good's gonna happen. Yep. We're gonna see Dominic laid out like like in the cocaine something, and then we it cuts to commercial. And then we just see Joe just like just bullying Dominic essentially. I'm like, well, we could be leading. We could be leading to that. I think. Why didn't you do it on Monday? I listen. I'm not saying I I disagree with you. I'm saying I think they're planting the seeds for something like that. I mean, I, I'm invested in the match now because now his son's involved. I was invested in the match just because it's Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe. But the th- right. you can get personal, and and when Samoa Joe gets personal, again, Samoa Joe, no matter. The crap that happens to him as far as his booking and everything, he, I don't know how, but he always seems to bounce back from it. And he's the one guy who really takes a lot of pile of crap and is able to climb back out and still look strong. Well, considering he lost to AJ five times this year and then ended up bringing a championship to WrestleMania and successfully defending it, you make a good point. <laughs> I would say that's probably Samoa Joe's, like, Best moment on the main roster for sure. Like he beating Ray in fifty-five seconds in front of thousand people. He dominated, a, like he beat someone less than a minute. Listen, a legend was, like Ray Mysterio. Whether that was the plan the whole time or it was because of Ray's knee, it worked. Yeah, you it, and I looked at each other worked. and said, "That's how you book Th- Samoa yes, Joe." Yes, that is how you book Samoa Joe. Perfect. And and this week on Raw it was a missed opportunity. You could have, you didn't, you didn't have to have. Uh, Dominic in the Coquina Clutch. I don't know how old he is. I don't know if he's like 17 or 18, 19. I think he's, yeah, I think there's reports that he's signed with the company, though. That's a thing. Really? Yeah, that's why he's invested in it. I think he's old enough. Well, he's been trained. He's got to he be training. He's got to be 18 to 20 years old because Mysterio was on Edge and Christian's podcast last year after he returned in the Rumble. And he talked about like having him go to all these places. Like he wanted to go to Mexico and Japan uh, well, actually, he wanted to go to Japan and then Canada, Canada to, to work with Lance Storm. Uh, he wanted to train the dojo in Japan. He wanted, and finally, he wanted to work with him personally in Mexico and do all these things. And it's possible that it could be because he's been training. Like he trained with Jay Lethal for a little while. Yeah. So. So the kid probably so, got an so, idea so, of what he's doing. So he's. I mean, I don't know if he's done any of this stuff in the independence. It could just possibly be that they just want to be there for the storyline. Right. Because, but because he's training, they, they know that he's got a good head on his shoulders and they'll know what to do. Yeah, and maybe eventually down the line they'll give him an opportunity. So, like, they again, true. And, like, in one of these things, if there is going to be an ambush, Joe will know how to take care of him and vice versa. And I think potential for him is that he's a lot <coughs> bigger than his father and his he's obviously much heavier than him. Right. He's He can be a bigger dude, and th- that way the comparisons to, like, his dad can just kind of go away. Right. But anyway, that was a missed opportunity from Samoa Joe this I week. I mean, even he, even the, he didn't even really have to put him in the coquina clutch. All he had to do was kind of just put his hands around his neck and he, just be like, he "I'm going to tell you something." He could have just left him lying there on the floor, and then you could have just seen Joe like just over him, over him, holding the title above his head, or just screaming at him, and then 
could have led to like a, take a, a message back to your father yeah when you wake up sort so, of thing. something about something like that right um yeah missed opportunity and I'm trying to think whatever else happened on Raw. Well, you had the WWE title match, which, like we said before, was very which good. Which was very good, yeah. Again, they're, uh, Kofi's actually looking good Yeah, once again, Raw was very underwhelming. And, we'll go to SmackDown. And, and SmackDown, we had uh, AJ, uh, Sammy, and Kofi open the show, which later led to an eventual triple threat match at the end of the night for the WWE Championship. After that, I think it was... What should we call it? What was next after that? I can't remember. Was it the uh, women's tag match? Yes, I think so. Okay. Well, we're kind of we're all over the place here. Right. Women's tag match at Ember Moon and Carmella against um, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Then Paige came out with Asuka and Kyrie Sane and said that you guys are going to have a match with them next week. So that should be good. Yep. Um, Things are getting a bit personal with uh, with Paige, Sonya, and Mandy, so this will be nice. I think we're leading to a, a, a to Sonya to turn on Mandy. I don't yeah. think Sonya should turn heel. I think, I think Mandy should be the heel. I think Mandy forward. should be the heel, but I wouldn't. You wouldn't doubt. I the I, I, I wouldn't. No, I, I doubt the booking a lot. Meaning, I, I like wouldn't, you wouldn't doubt if it went the other way. Yeah, I actually I wouldn't mind Sonya as a heel. I wouldn't mind it. It's not that I don't think she's a good heel. She is. I just think if you have the rivalry, Mandy, it obviously is the clear cut to be the heel. Yeah. She's been the answer to the whole Eva Marie thing. Yes. Even though Mandy Rose is actually very athletic. Yes. She's very good. Decent in the ring. Yeah. So, I, I obviously see that happening between right. Sonya and Mandy. Um, Do you see something of Sonya possibly costing her the briefcase? Whether, yeah. Whether it's by accident or intentional? I think it's intentional this time. Yeah. I would think so. But then again, with these two, you don't know. They've been teasing a split between them for for, for a long time At now. At least six months now. For a long time. Well, I mean, well, they they really started teasing it when Sonya cost Mandy the women's title against Asuka. That's yeah. when they really started teasing it. But then nothing happened. And then and again, yeah, nothing happened after that. Um, and nothing really happened because they put the title on Charlotte two weeks before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But. Um, what was it? Uh, Andrade and... Ali had a match which really didn't, it really couldn't get started at all. I mean, there was commercial breaks, and before it could really people get really invested in it, Randy Orton came in, RKO'd both of them, right? And then he pointed out with the briefcase. It was more or less to promote the pr- match. Promote the match, which that's not a big deal. I mean, you know, there can be some really great spots between them, and if you want to do Andrade and Ali uh, post Money in the Bank. Hell yeah, I'm all for well, that. Well, you and I talked about it last week. What Randy Orton's involvement in this match is going to be? There's, to me, there's a lot of really some good crazy, spots. some really there's crazy, a lot of crazy R- RKO spots. RKOs, a lot of crazy high spots. I mean, in RKOs. I mean, I can see three crazy RKO spots coming from Ricochet, Andrade, or Ali. Probably and, and he, one after the other. Yeah, similar to like how we did. Remember in uh, Mania 23 when he just hit like three or four RKOs in a row? Yeah, like. So for that, for for those purposes, like Randy, like I'm excited for that. Yeah, he didn't have to win. He's not gonna win. No, he's not gonna, and he doesn't need to. He and, doesn't. And he's even gonna say he's like he did. He doesn't need to win. Randy Orton's made, and he's won the match already. Of course. So like, if it was one of those things that he has never done before, then maybe you can consider giving it to him. But he has. No, he's done it, and he cashed it in, and he had a great heel run with the title. Right. Um, Finn had a promo. He was already in Ireland for the European tour, saying that when he co- after Money in the Bank, he'll be Finn two belts. <laughs> so kind of playing off of what Becky's doing. Right. Um, so Finn wasn't on SmackDown this week. What else do we have? We had uh, Shane McMahon come out, and he was going to announce new tag team champions. Right, which is going to be Daniel Bryan yeah. and Rowan. Yeah, but then the Usos came out and said those titles should be defended. And again, these are the Usos that we know and love that have been on SmackDown. Now, were they, defended, down the tag team were they defended by Brian and Rowan, or was it for the vacant titles? Because I don't remember. I think it was for the vacant titles. Okay, because, so Shane she, said you're going to win them. They, they, they said he was going to award them the titles, right. but they say, no, those titles should be defended. And Shane kind of agreed. He's like, yeah, you know, you're right. Let's do it. Um, which he is, he's a heel, but he is kind of an authority figure, and he does have to make matches. So for kayfabe, right. you know, makes sense. And then the Miz ended up showing up on SmackDown too. Yeah, he was. Shane had two segments where he was supposed to. The second one with, when Miz showed up, he was supposed to say that there's going to be uh, a huge announcement for Money in the Bank, and it just 
did nothing. It yeah. just, Miz came and attacked him. I think that was just for that purpose. Of course. Because um, remember, back on Raw, he they, he warned the Miz not to show up on SmackDown, and he did anyway. Yeah. I'm excited for their steel cage. Actually, match. I'm not gonna lie. That's four people from Raw. Yeah. Miz, Usos, AJ, and Sammy. Like we don't know how many people are in this god awful rule. So, <laughs> like, because one thing I think we forgot to mention before was Elias got involved in Roman's match, and Shane got involved, and then Miz got involved. It's a, it's a That'll be Shane's next rivalry. Is Roman Reigns most likely? I just. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either, but that's what they're leading to. Uh, since Roman Reigns has been brought up, I'm very worried that they're gonna they're screwing it they're, up. They're, they're gonna screw it up. I'm real. I was like our good friend Joe Stanzialli, my good friend who I'll be seeing you soon, pal. Um, said that they could easily screw this up with Roman. We knew when he and came I'm, back and I'm they like, could. And I'm like. I mean, I would hope that they will. I mean, they finally got him over as a baby face. He got and like, cheered at WrestleMania. Like, he got cheered at Mania. In he, New Jersey. I know. Like, he was... He's been getting really positive reactions, and this is finally what they want. But again, I am worried that they're going to screw it all up Well, again. you and I said when he came back from the cancer that they can easily screw this up. Yeah, they can. But, like, when he came back, though, I was just like, oh, man. Like, I'm, I'm like... Because like, I'm, I'm happy that Roman Reigns gets... Positive reactions. Right, I am. I have never hated Roman Reigns as a wrestler. I have always hated his booking. I think you said that on this first podcast too. Probably, I've probably said it many times. <laughs> Even before this podcast started, I always, I've always said, I do not hate Roman Reigns as a wrestler. You hate the booking. I hate, I hated his booking for years, but now, well, I don't know about now, but for, at least for a while, it seemed like they were doing some good things with him, and. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Roman. But moving on, I believe that... No, it was not the main event. But going back to the, the Brian and Roman to the Usos, this felt like a real Usos match. It felt like the Usos were back. And, man, Daniel Bryan, man, having two kick-ass matches back-to-back. Yep. Brian and Roman eventually won won the match. Rowan actually getting the victory. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to see there. Um. I'm excited for this. I'm really excited for Rowan and Brian. I mean, this this because on Monday you wrapped up what you wanted to do with Brian with Kofi. He's not going to get involved in the title match. Obviously, Kofi's moved on now. He's he's got focus. Brian moves on. Brian moves on. He's in the tag division. That you know you need tag teams. They were already partnered together as like you know. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of this. They're pretty much Sean and Diesel with beards. Yeah. Like and th- that's pretty much where it is. Eco-friendly tag titles in the next couple of weeks. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I I wouldn't put it past them. That would actually be pretty funny. Um, but yeah, again, I, I'm I'm down for this. I'm excited for this. Um, um, will it be better than Kane and Brian? Possibly because could be because because again that was more of a comedy team. Kane and, and Brian was entertaining. This is more along the lines of one of those like it's still entertaining but in a different way. Yes, like this is our tag division now. We we just got here sort yeah. of thing. So I'm excited to see what they do with the belts from right. from here into the future. Um, the main event of the show was the title match between Zayn, AJ, and Kofi. Again, another great match with Kofi eventually. Winning the match, Kevin Owens got involved, hitting a blue thunder bomb on Woods. Sami Zayn hit like three blue thunder bombs. He hit one on, I think the first one was on Kofi. Tried to go for the pin, kick out. Hit another one, hit one on AJ. Went for it again, kick out. Third one on Kofi, second one on Kofi, third overall. And he just, just kicks out. Kofi just kicks out in time. That at that moment, you're like, oh my god, Sami can actually win. Kofi eventually wins, I think, with a trouble in paradise, pinning Zayn, retaining the title. Again, Kofi has been looking really good these past couple of days, mm-hmm. and he's maybe wrestler of the week, according to Cultaholic. We don't know. But overall, this whole wild card rule is their answer to the poor ratings. We said that Fox was reported that Fox says that you need to draw at least 3 million viewers a week otherwise the deal is off. Right. They are probably not even drawing 2 million people. Did you see the low attendance for SmackDown yeah. this week? That's bad. Yeah. 
Like they had the first deck covered with um, with seat covers. It has not been Whatever this bad since they put the title on Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Like, I mean, the WWE champion is Kofi Kingston, someone who people love. Best, again, best story going into WrestleMania. I mean, again, just. I remember seeing one comment from some Facebook post of like, why are people complaining? Seth's the champion. Kofi's the champion. Becky's the champion. You know, all this and that, like just giving all these. I'm like, yeah, that's all all well and good. But, you know, all the people we wanted to win at Mania won the titles. That's all well and good. But it's about also after what you do. I mean, the great the big reason why the Daniel Bryan storyline leading to WrestleMania was so good is because leading into it and into WrestleMania 30 when he finally won the title. But his title reign was not good. It was be- cut off be- by injury. Because he was cut off by injury. Right. So we really didn't get to see a title reign, a lengthy title reign with Brian as a babyface. We still haven't to this day. And even going into that match against Kane at the Extreme Rules, the stretcher match, they really didn't... That was an Extreme the, Rules match. No, it was, I thought it was a stretcher match. I was there. It was an extreme rules okay, match. Okay, I'm not going to argue. I thought it was a stretcher match. Anyway, they really didn't get that much steam on it, too, because they were kayfabing Brian being injured in that, too. Mm-hmm. So, really, you get, really, and I know a lot of people who've said this, I don't know if you agree, that Evolution and The Shield should have main evented that pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was the match that everybody was most excited for. Absolutely. And they were kayfabing Brian to be hurt, when in reality, he was probably hurt anyway. So, they really didn't have time to promote the match. And also, you're probably thinking, after all leading out of WrestleMania, you're like, Kane? Alright, and then he assaults Brian and tombstones him on the table twice on the stairs, so you're like, alright, it kinda makes sense now. I don't know, that just that just really wasn't anybody else. But again, Evolution the Shield was the clear favorite to main event and they didn't mm-hmm. and I mean that's uh, why they broke up the shield after after uh what right. was Well they had no choice but to main the, event the, payback because Brian oh, yeah, was payback. out of the pay per view. Yeah, but 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 anyway so my, my point was what you were saying. Yeah, they have not been able to capitalize a good uh, face championship reign with Daniel Bryan. Really, for any title. Intercontinental title the year after, same thing. I guess just keep him as a heel for a while. Yeah. Because he's doing great things. But the point is... And he's staying y- healthy, yes, which is important. The moment, the victories of Seth and Kofi and Becky initially winning the title was... Just we all know what happened there, and I was kind of pissed at first when it happened. Like that's a cop out because Ronda didn't want to get pinned. Whatever the case may it be, it still could have been. But it's still the right person won the match. Yes, but and that's what we left that stadium again, saying. Eventually, building up and what these people do with that title reign. Another th- and another example I want to bring up is that there's a reason why CM Punk's title reign was so good. Pe- people don't necessarily talk about CM Punk's victory in that title reign. With Del Rio, they talk about his title reign victory at Money in the Bank in Chicago, but that long title reign, that's the longest WWE championship um, title reign in the modern modern era. era. The Universal Championship, it's his own thing. Uh, The United Kingdom Championship is its own thing. Right. You're talking specifically the WWE title. Specifically the WWE title. It's... He did incredible work as champion. He was babyface for a part of it and then heel for the rest of it. Which it's is about a, half and half. Which is a very risky thing to do. Yeah. Turning your champion heel. But he pulled it off because he was CM Punk and he was, you know, arguably the best wrestler in the world at that time. Right. So it's again, it's a matter of what they do with Seth and Becky and Kofi moving forward that will make people be like, you know, to uh Stay invested because whatever this, whatever that Facebook post that guy was saying, like thing is, it's all well and good, but you gotta keep people you have invested. To execute afterwards. Yes, execute afterwards, which they're not doing right now. Right. They are not doing at all, and that's very scary some for them because they should be worried. I know we, we all pretty much know that in Vince McMahon's head that this is a great idea when it's not a great idea. Um, I don't think we brought this up. Um, yet, but with Triple H liking that tweet, uh, there was some post on Twitter, um, I think replying to a WWE tweet, I'm not sure, just, just pretty much saying, you know, instead of giving these, this wild card rule, how about actually, you know, giving us compelling storylines, building on cat people's cat, on wrestlers characters, you know, making us feel invested and not make every storyline so confusing, yeah. you know, just a thought. 
And he liked the tweet. Maybe give him some health care, too, and change the whole independent contractor thing. He tagged Stephanie. He tagged Triple H. Triple H liked the tweet. About three hours later, he unliked it. That can play into a real thing of Triple H's frustrations as far as how Vince McMahon books the main roster. Right. I mean, we look at NXT, and we see how well everybody's character is, is perceived. With, with Champa and Aleister Black and Ricochet and Gargano and uh, the whole Undisputed Era as a whole, Matt Riddle, you know, these guys are built and, like, there was carefully booked and carefully planned uh, for Gargano and Champa. And one day Vince wakes up and he needs, we need new faces. Get, who are the four top guys in NXT? Someone told him, okay, you're getting called up to Raw tonight. Yes. They brought up Champa and Gargano as a babyface tag team when they were feuding at that point. They brought up, getting close to it. Well, they were kind of on a hiatus as far as them feuding, but it, it, again, like you knew it was leading to the main event of Takeover New York. Yeah, and that just kind of took took it away. Right. And also Champa going and getting called up. Well, that ended up making his injury worse. Right. Which, by the way, he tweeted the other day saying he went to the doctor, two-month checkup. The doctor said that uh, things aren't looking good. They're looking great. Right. And he said, like, I think he said, like, hashtag I am Wolverine or something because <laughs> he's, he- he's healing so fast. But, but like, on his Instagram post, like, he's, he's, he's rehabbing every single day. Of course. He, he, he wants to be back in that he ring wants as fast to be back. as he can. He wants to be back in, like, that six-month, maybe a five-month. He could be back in mm-hmm. four. I mean, hey, wrestlers are unique people, and they can defy uh, physics and just how healing works. It, honestly, that's true because if they really want to do it and they want to get back faster, a lot of them have proven that it can happen. Cena, Rollins, uh, Champa Rain- the first time. Reigns with the cancer. Reigns, exactly, beating cancer in five months. Uh, they've all, a lot of them have put their mind to it and they've done it. Uh, Finn Balor, honestly, well, he came more or less of on time, but still, he was he was back in the ring before mm-hmm. we were like, all right, he's back a little earlier than we thought. But to your point, wrestlers are unique people. When they want to be back in that ring early, they get back in the ring early, and they're ready and clear to be back in the ring early. Hell, yeah, biggest example, Daniel Bryan. Oh, I'm not medically cl- cleared to compete again. Oh, we'll see. About two that. years, two and a half years later, years Daniel fought. Bryan is cleared to come back. And speaking of unique people. I think one unique person individual is Chris Jericho at the moment. Yeah, which leads us to... The latest episode to The Road to Double or Nothing. I can't wait for this show. I think other than Cody's promo responding to Dustin saying, I want to kill the Attitude Era. This was the best one. These are my two favorites. These are my two favorites. So the past two editions of Road to Double or Nothing have been your favorite. Past three, I mean, Dustin, well, Dustin Co- too. Cody's. Well, now we're hitting the Co- Cody's, Cody's, yeah. Cause we're Cody's, two weeks away. Cody's is still my favorite at this moment. Right. So, you know, Jericho had posted something on Instagram um, from one of the previous episodes saying, like, you know, I got to talk to him. I don't know, find him or something. And Jericho's like, you want to find me, Cody? Okay, how much you want to find me? And he's got, like, like, like $100 bills. He's just like, $100, 200 $300. He's, like, throwing it in front of the camera. Four, five, six, seven, eight. I got some yen here, uh, Cody. You want to find me in some yen? Huh? 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 Oh, no, I'll write you a check. Here, $20,000. Cody Khan. Are you supposed to... What, you think you're my boss? No, you're not my boss. So... Would you... But, I'd actually honestly be interested to see Tony Khan get involved in this. I'd be like, Chris, you got to slow down and see what he says to Tony Khan. Maybe, but I mean, Tony, Tony Khan is the president of the company. I know, but it, it'd be nice to see him not have a character, but... Apparently his, fa- in, apparently his father is the owner. Co- yes. Tony's to- going to be the to- face to- of the Tony company. is the president and CEO. Right. Tony's going to be the one that meets the media, makes the appearances, mm-hmm. things of that nature. His dad has the money. It's the same with the Jaguars. But again, same... Tony still is a financial backer, though. Yes. Him and his father. And right. Family. And, and t- again, Tony will be the face of who's the owner of the company. He's going to take the yeah. face of that. So in the in the episode, Jericho is in Cody's office. He's sitting. He's got his feet kicked up on his desk. And he's looking around. He's reading the book. And Cody Cody's like, thank you for finally coming. I, I see you made yourself comfortable. He's like, look, Chris, I don't know what the problem is. But, you know, 
we are. I am more than happy that you have decided to join AEW. I am more than happy that you are on Double or Nothing. That you want to be a part of us in general. I just. I don't know what it is you want. I don't know what it is that we can do to fix this because this is not a good thing. What is going on right now? Mm-hmm. And Jericho just looks like it's a good book. Not bad. And just like you know, like you know one thing, Cody. I made this company. This company became legit when I signed on the dotted line. This company became what it is because of me, and everybody should thank me. Everybody in the entire company should thank me for what I am doing. Like, it's just like, you want me to thank you? Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for being part of AEW. Thank you for wanting to do this and being a part because you did not have to do this, but it should be a, a thank you enough for me. And with one thing straight that I am your boss, okay? I am an executive vice president of this company. And I am paraphrasing most of all this because I just, right. I saw it. And like, then he told him to get out of his office. And, and he said, no, please leave my office. Right. That's not what he said, uh, but no, we're on the air. No, but, <laughs> but he left. Right. And co- uh, camera pans to Jericho and she goes, you got it, boss. And the guy, who's the guy that eats the apples? I can't remember his name. I don't know his name either. But he's he like, got taken out. Yeah, he's like, Mr. Jericho, can I please show you your car? He's like, yes, thank you. I'd appreciate that. Very kind of you. Very kind just, of you. And then he takes bar. Cody's cane takes and beats cane. the crap out of the guy. <laughs> Take, They're definitely takes, leading. Takes his apple, bites it. Hmm, pretty good. They're definitely <laughs> leading to Cody versus Jericho down the line. Whether it's going to be a fight for the Fallen or a following show after that, it's going to happen. They're leading to a Cody Jericho match. Absolutely. Um, now, the question is, do we have the... Because they did announce that whoever wins the over-the-budget Battle Royal is going to have one of the two spots for the AEW Championship. Well, isn't it called the... Cassine Blackjack? That, yeah, they changed the name of it. I mean... I think it's they had a, a lot. I think they. Ha- I think they had a lot of. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, I think they had a lot of <laughs> uh, stuff pre-taped, and then they decided to rename it. But honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. They're kind of. They're trying to kind of keep it Las Vegas themed, which right. I don't mind. And it's an interesting style to the battle royal too, which I really like. Yeah, the winner of the match will be. One of the participants competing for the AEW championship. championship. Well, not even just that. How the battle royal is going to work, where it's like everybody's going to be randomly drawn into a certain deck. When your deck is drawn, you go in the ring. Yeah. And then every number, every two minutes, another uh, deck is symbol. Right. You know, your king, a jack, a spade, a diamond, heart, whatever it is. It's like a rumble. If you get, if you get, if you get the Joker card, you're the last one. I would say right now, I'd say MJF wins that. Yeah. I would say MJF wins that. Because you want to have a legitimate competitor for the championship. I would say MJF and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Right right now. That can change. So would but. you say that Kenny Omega-Jericho is the unofficial number one contenders match? Unofficial, yes. But could could the, could you see a time where they're going to make it official? Winner will fight for the AEW championship. They could announce it next week. They can announce it next week because or the week they, after. If you're going to have them as the main event, there needs to be something there, especially now yeah. that you're putting stipulations in other matches. Or they could... They could do something where it's... I don't think they're doing anything with Cody and Dustin in that aspect. I don't think Cody winning the title right now is a big picture. And I don't think no. he really wants to be the champion. I don't think Cody wants to win the championship. Not, not now, at least. Not now. So I think you could do something with Kenny and Jericho and then pack. Uh, and Hangman, maybe. It, well, no, Kenny's facing Chima at Fight for the Fallen. Mm-hmm. So those uh, no, we'll, we'll we'll figure something. We'll figure something out. Cause, but I would. Well, then I would think. Well, the only one that isn't booked for a match is Jericho at Fight for the Fallen. He's booked Jer- to appear. Jericho's not doesn't have a match right now. So if you think Jericho pa- goes Pac- over, Pac and uh, Hangman don't have a match right now. Daniels doesn't. Kazarian doesn't. Um. The Young Bucks don't at the moment, but they're not going to fight for the world title. No. Um, but the championship's been made, and now it's just a matter of what it looks like. What it looks like and when it, and when we're going to crown the champion. Cody really likes those really like classic-looking belts, like similar to well, the Well, he was the, the one NW. that brought the old IC title back. The old, Yeah, the old IC. Because like, those are some great, beautiful titles. Mm-hmm. Like, the old IC title. Like, the NWA World Championship, World's Championship looks really nice. 
um, you know, the big gold belt from WCW. Right. Um, just really beautiful titles. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't put anything past like what it could, what it's going just to look like. It looks like, like a classic look. I'm, I'm sure it's going to look great. Right. But yeah, really now it's again like you said it's a matter of time is what's it going to look like and when are we crowning the champion? And who's going to be the, who are going to be the competitors? Right. So obviously we know that one half of that match will be decided in the battle royal. Who, who the other half is is who, yet to be who, seen. Who would you put in that match? If I had a choice I mean I wouldn't be going to the battle royal to find it. I I said in January that it would be the two winners of Hangman Page and Pac and Jericho and Omega, those two would fight for the championship. Mm-hmm. That, to me, made the most sense in January. I still stand by that. If it were me, I probably would have said Kenny and Pac. Um, That's Jer- good. Jericho and Page would have been nice, too. Um, Cody doesn't make total sense to be the first champion. I think he knows that. I don't think he wants to be the first champion. No, he doesn't. Uh, I don't think he does. I agree with you on the sense of MJF would be a good number one contender. I think he brings something good to the match. That, that's why I think someone like MJF or Joey Janela can really benefit from that because... Just being in the match. Just being in the match and because, again, I, I said last week that there's a real buzz about independent wrestling and guys like MJF and Joey Janela are really good and they haven't had a big platform to show how good they are. Right. So I think someone like NJF facing like a Chris Jericho or a Kenny Omega would really up his stock in um, potentially becoming a top guy in that company because he's like he's 22, 23 years old. He's young. He's right. really young. You know, he's a guy you can build around for a long time, and he's he's a fantastic heel. Yeah, fantastic. Like, and he plays plays up as a heel in real life. Right. Like at his merch tables, he'll. Be asleep or pretending to sleep, and he has a sign that says, "Wake me when you have money." <laughs> like, I, I've seen some stuff like when they were building to the road to All In, with uh, Cody was talking about him, and they posted stuff on his Twitter saying, um, "What is, do you have any advice for fans who want to become wrestlers? Stay away from me." Yeah. <laughs> He's he's just so great. Yeah, he definitely would bring an interesting aspect to that match. I agree, but again, I thought the most sense would have been the winners of those yeah. two matches. But again, I think someone like him or or Janelle or someone right. they can really learn from someone like Jericho or Omega. These guys right. who they could really use a rub like that. They don't have to win the match, no. But the knowledge they could take from those guys, they can take forever. Well, if it's gonna be MJF, my thing would be it'd probably be Kenny on the other side. Yeah, I wouldn't. Expect Jericho MJF Even though I think MJF Might learn more from Jericho Um, Kenny too Would be a great fit too But if it's going to be MJF That's what I would think The match would be Um, And where it's going to be It can't be a fight for the fall Because Jericho's already booked so, Kenny's facing Chima. So. Right So again It's just a matter of time Of when we're going to defend defend. When are we going to crown the champion Very true So Um, Quick game I saw uh, On Facebook And, And A pretty interesting one it was people pick uh, three people, uh, three people from w, w, uh, from WWE currently NXT and the past, a legend, um, to go to AEW main roster. It had like AJ Roman, Seth Balor, Bray, Braun. NXT had like Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, Gargano, Dream. So and I then, gotta pick one of each. And then the legends were like Batista, Brock, Goldberg, uh. Punk and somebody else. So, yeah, if you had to pick anybody currently on the main roster, currently on the NXT roster, and anyone who is like a legend of the business to go to AEW, like pick pick three. One well, I'll start with the legend, CM Punk. That okay. just seems very obvious. I think there's a chance that's going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. A slight chance in hell that could happen. Um, I really think that would benefit him in his career. I really do believe that. If, if there is a slight chance, it's going to be AEW because his friends are running it. You know, he's got a trust system behind his back. Mm-hmm. You know, I and again, if if he were to show up a double or nothing, that place would, the roof would come off the MGM Grand Arena for. No questions asked. Um, from NXT is a little bit tougher because there's so many great superstars to pick on that one. Um, I'd probably, if I had to pick one for just no apparent reason to be Adam Cole, I'd like to see him, you know, go there one day. I mean, you know, get back, not really get back on the indie scene, but it'd be interested to see if he went back to some sort of territory like that, if he was I mean, back around the Young the bu- Bucks the and Bucks, Kenny. I, I wouldn't have Adam Cole there just to have a match between him and Omega. Yeah. I don't think Cole's leaving anytime soon. No, but, I'm not but, saying he is, but if no, I know, but, but 
We never got closer to that storyline. We never yeah. got a Cole Omega match before Cole went to right. WWE. For WWE, the main roster, I think it'd probably be a split of Seth Rollins and AJ. So either or, it's it's that even with me of like which one would I rather? Because again, they both offer so much to that company. They would. We thought for a few months that AJ was going to jump ship um, mm-hmm. with the whole contract negotiations. So AJ, I thought would have been a great fit because you know you brought up the whole Kenny versus Omega th- or Kenny versus Omega. Wow, Kenny versus Adam Cole. We never got to see AJ versus Kenny. No, we didn't. So that would have been great to see, and I still think it would be great to see one day if we had it. So those are my three. Well, on that Facebook post, I literally picked the same three guys, <laughs> but I'm not going to pick the same three guys this time. Um, for a legend. Um, Let me see here. Why not Bill Goldberg? Why not? There's already rumors that about he's gonna go. that he's gonna that he that there was potentially that he would go, and the only reason he's at this Saudi Arabia show is to prevent was to prevent it to prevent it even a chance of that. So why not get Goldberg? It would get he can be a part time guy. He can show up for a little while. Doesn't have to do much. Have a similar run to like he did in, in WWE. Right. Who knows? Um, from some of NXT, uh, I'd pick Gargano. Because as great as a run Gargano has had in NXT, and maybe he has the best NXT matches ever. I mean, it's hard to argue against that. It really is hard. Because um, I worry for someone like him on the main roster, especially if he went to Raw. Oh, yeah. Um, so Gargano, I mean... The amount, the amount of matches that he could have in AEW against Omega, against Jericho, against Cody, against um, you know Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, uh, MJF, Hangman Page, Pac, you know, um, Pac, Pac. Again, I, it doesn't matter. Same, same. PAC. Yeah, PAC. <laughs> um, you know, and even uh, I know the Lucha Brothers are attacking currently, but you know, Pentagon, Phoenix, you know, those guys like just. He would do amazing stuff. Um, and as far as the main roster, I would actually go with Seth Rollins as my pick. You know, go back to being Tyler Black. Again, Seth is a guy who, like, he would absolutely not go at all. There's right. no reason. He's one of the, he's arguably the top guy right now. Making a lot of money. He's the champion on Raw. He's, Which means he's the top champion. He, yeah, top champion. He's, you know, he's doing really great stuff. He's really like, if not apparent now more than ever, he's fully into that. He he's fully like on the whole baby pay, baby face page. Right. He's he gets loud reactions. Just good of a heel as he was. I think yeah. his baby face character. You know, you can it's, have it's, arguments. It's neck and better. neck. It's neck and neck. It is neck and neck. But you know he he's he would be great going to uh, AEW. So yeah, I would go with uh, Goldberg for the hell of it, Gargano and Seth Rollins. I'll end with this, um, and we're not going to do a podcast next week because you're going to be away. So the I will next be away. podcast we will have will be the week of Double or Nothing. So that's pretty much going to be the majority of that podcast. We're going to predictions out. We're going to do the predictions. We're going to preview every match. This this that. We're going to talk about our. Uh, feelings and thoughts before their debut event and all that, but I will end with this, and we discussed it in the beginning of the program, with when we talked about how when it comes to WWE and when Vince has his back against the wall, he delivers. It's time to deliver now because yeah. you, you are two weeks away from competition kicking down your front door. So, And I'm not saying competition just yet, but the show no, could be good enough where they're going to be like, holy crap, it's game on, right? And I'm not saying AEW is going to say that. I'm saying WWE is going to say that. So they've got even about though, a week and a half to get their act together. Even though Triple H said in the Hall of Fame thing, you know, it's Billy Gunn, he'll buy that piss ant little company and, you know, fire you again. I know Triple H in the back of his mind probably isn't too worried, but he probably is like, we shouldn't take these guys lightly. Right. Because there's... He'd have to have a massive. I know Triple H has a massive ego, but like an It'd a have to huge, be off, the a, off the charts ego to to not even consider that AEW could be viable competition. Right. Also, Jerry Lynn, real quickly, was announced as a coach. I did today. hear this. Jerry was Lynn this was, morning last night. Uh, just just today, I think. Today, Jerry Lynn was announced as a coach, which is big. Which is very big. I love that it's it's a great mix of older guys and newer guys, all in one thing. Yep. So, but. Yeah, 
It's time to take the, it seriously. It's time to take it seriously. It's time to you know get your act together. And if Triple H was running, because if Triple H was running things on Raw and SmackDown, the product would be a hell of a lot better for one. That's obvious. Obviously. But if he saw this, he'd be like, "All right, we're making changes right now." Things need to change because this show is happening in two weeks and we need to step our game up. Our pay-per-view needs to be better than theirs. And it won't be, but they need to do their best to make it that way. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I brought this Get up. A fire off, under their ass. I brought this up off mic and, and I'll make the point real quick before we wrap up. Um, when it comes to Triple H, when is he going to take over the company? This, this, this. Anybody out there hasn't seen the XFL schedule for 2020, they're not playing around. ABC, ESPN, Fox Sports. You know, they have signed a lucrative television deal for the re-inaugural season. Vince McMahon can't run both. He can't. No, so that's, why the X, that's why the XFL failed the first time. Exactly. So I believe that come February 2020, this will be Triple H's game to run. And I think that's when we're going to start seeing changes. We can only hope. But we can only hope. Because it, I'm convinced on that now that I saw the TV deal and how serious that the XFL is being taken. And not that they're being taken. I mean, Vince McMahon has got the money to pay everybody. But Vince McMahon is confident enough that this is going to get over this time. And for him to do that, all his attention has to be on that, which means I would believe February 2020, Triple H is the CEO. I would think so. A great idea that I just thought of in my head real quick. If, trip, if that does happen, if Triple H is running main roster, have Paul Heyman run NXT. Yeah. Have Paul Heyman book NXT. Why not? Just really quick, just want to say that. No, and and, that, and that's a great idea. And that came, that went back to the whole uh, Bubba Ray idea about him running SmackDown, too. If you get Paul Heyman on a creative team there, you're going to get some great work out of it, no matter what brand I mean, some of the in. best years of SmackDown is when he was writing for it. Absolutely. No questions asked. So that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. So we won't have a show next week. I, we understand that's the week of Money in the Bank, so we'll have predictions on social media. We'll put them on social media. We will, because we could have easily done them tonight. We're doing this the Thursday of the prior week, whenever this comes, whenever this comes out. Right. Um, so it's nine days. What's I'm saying? Yeah, nine days before the pay per view. Yeah, days before the pay per view. Yeah, and we're two days removed from from the from SmackDown this week, so we will put up stuff on social media. We could have done something tonight. But if we've done but that, they'd add five more matches next yeah, week. You never know with how it is. People can put out predictions. Literally, I've seen Coltaholic put out predictions, and then they add three more matches. Right. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense, and you can never prepare. Right. So we'll probably have them out by Friday of next week on our social medias. Be yeah. retweeted on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast Twitter at TNAWP. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, too, at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast, as well as Instagram. Same thing. At Sean the stole my Podcast. thunder. See? That's my thing. Well, you know, we've been jumping all over each other today, so it's okay. <laughs> it's one of those days. Um so we'll be doing all that next week. We'll be back the week of Road to Double Nothing. We'll be back the week of Double or Nothing. Remember in January when this was just announced, and here we are, two weeks away. And the next podcast been, we have will been, be days away. It's been four months, and I can't wait for the show. It's going to be an amazing show. I can't wait for it. The more stuff that comes out on social media, I can't wait to see it. And they have a TV deal in in the UK. Yeah. The ITV, the largest television broadcaster. In the United Kingdom. So they got one aspect on. We're just waiting to see what they do in the United States, but at least the United Kingdom's going to get to watch them. That's guaranteed. That's huge. Absolutely. So, which means the U.S. TV deal shouldn't be far behind if that's, if that's what we're the where we're going on this. I think so. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks for Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmasano. Wrestling sucks. See you in two weeks. 